right, here we are, episode 97 of Viking 360. Brian, good to see you back. Good to be with you, Rube. Uh, we're creeping close to that century mark here on the episode. Indeed, and creeping toward the opener, the season opener in football. And uh, we have an interesting uh, episode today. We'll be talking Viking football with uh, junior running back Joey Ramsey. Uh, we'll be talking some uh, cross country with a former Viking standout, Preston Whitney. We'll be talking some Viking soccer uh, with a uh, former Viking standout player, Paul Woodrum. You had a great uh, interview with him. And we'll be talking lady Viking soccer with a former Viking football standout, Jay Pearson. So it should be uh, an interesting episode. Very interesting week, Rube. I was uh, really had a good time sitting down with Joey Ramsey as well. Uh, you know, he kind of burst onto the scene last year as a sophomore, and he's got a, a bit of an X on his back this year. And I think he's embraced uh, what he's going to face uh, so far this season. As you mentioned, Paul Woodrum, uh, you know, former classmate of mine and uh, now living out on the left coast. It was great to catch up with him. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a big, a big part of why soccer is a thing at Ripley High School. So really neat. And we'd like to thank... Uh RipleyVikings.com for being a sponsor of episode 97, as they always do. You can uh, go to that site for all your Viking apparel, whether it be T-shirts, hats, uh, shorts, sweats, whatever. And uh, I, I purchased a, a polo shirt I'm quite proud of. I'll probably wear it to the scrimmage game tomorrow that we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah, I, I also uh, bought some stuff off of there the other day, and it Really easy to use, uh, obviously great quality stuff, so I encourage everyone to go check it out, ripleyvikings.com. Use the coupon code VIKING360 to take an extra 15% off. All right, let's get started. This Ripley graduate had a rare experience on the baseball diamond this summer. Anthony Jarvis played in the International Goodwill Games in Russia. Road trips are uh, certainly nothing unusual for summer baseball, but this young man made a, a rather unusual road trip. Uh, his road trip took him to uh, Russia, and he played uh, baseball over in Europe as part of the uh, the Goodwill Games. Anthony, what a summer, man. Hey, yes, sir. Uh been a crazy summer. I'm glad to be back on American soil and be talking to you, <laughs> That's great. So just tell me, uh, what was the, the experience like uh, playing in uh, in Russia? Uh, the opportunity to be able to go over there and play was, it was just amazing, more than I'd ever dreamed of with baseball. Uh, we got lucky, and my softball coach has been a part of uh, Russia's national baseball team a few times over the past few years. And we got the invitation to go over and play their national team since they missed out on the Olympics. We were over there for 10 days, played seven games, six games, and, uh, you know, got to explore Moscow. Me never being really out of West Virginia, it was just great experience. It was just life-changing, you know, getting to see Moscow and the big city and a whole new country. I mean, it was a whole different world. That's great. But, Good thing was baseball is still the same. Well, that's what, that was my next question, Anthony. I mean, how can you compare Russian baseball to American baseball? Are there differences? Well, uh, we noticed some of the lower-level Russian teams. It's not that as popular over there as it is back here. So not as many people play. But their national team, uh, they've had some solid, 
solid guys. They have a few uh, ex-pro ballers, guys that have been in the minors. They got a couple younger guys coming up that are pretty good. And, I mean, they were competing for a spot in the Olympics this year. They were a very solid team. They had great facilities. Uh, they took care of us great. They played the, they played the great, game great. They're just a, a very solid team. They knew what they were doing, very experienced. Anthony, I had the opportunity to watch one of the highlights of one of your games, and you hit absolutely a towering uh, home run shot, and it was so interesting to listen to the excitement from the uh, the Russian uh, broadcaster describe that home run. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that or not. Yeah, uh, I love all the guys on my team. We go back and watch the replays of the games, and the announcement in Russian, you know, it was, it was just cool to hear our games being announced in Russian and they announced us at the games and I mean they were just great. It was they took great care of us. They treated us, you know, the best they could and I'm just really grateful to be able to go over there and have that experience and be able to say that I played my friend. There were only two words that he said that I could understand and one of them was Jarvis and the other one was Oh <laughs> because <laughs> it was quite a shot. So that, that uh, <laughs> That's a universal language, I think. Uh, yeah. So you're back in the States and you have a new destination uh, collegially. Tell me about that. Hi, right, sir. I'm going to Free Hardman now, NAI school outside of Nashville. Uh, it's a great program. I'm, I'm very excited to go there and play. Uh, looking to compete this year for conference title, for NAI title. I'm just excited, you know, it's getting toward the end of my college career. Just keep, um, keep trying to grind it out, you know, and get better and better every day. So I keep playing as long as I can. And, Anthony, you were telling me that uh, it may be the, your senior year in college, but you're hoping that baseball doesn't end there for you. Yeah, luckily I have uh, two years of eligibility left due to COVID. So if, if anything, I guess I could stretch it out. But, you know, I'm still holding on to that dream of just playing after college and I'm just going to keep with that for now, and then after the ball's over with, I'll start figuring out what I'm supposed to do then. Hey, man, thanks for talking with us. Appreciate you, Rob. Viking Soccer is celebrating its 30th anniversary at Ripley High this season. Paul Woodrum was among the early standouts in the sport at dear old Ripley High. 1992 graduate of Ripley High School and a friend of mine, Paul Woodrum. Paul, thanks for being with me, bud. Uh, you're very welcome. It's nice to be here. Tell me, uh, tell me where you're at, what you're doing, because you're a long way from dear old Ripley High School right now. Yes, I am. I'm. I live in Washington State. Um, I've been out there a little over 20 years now. I'm a deputy sheriff there. I've been a deputy coming up on 20 years, and I got about six more to go, and then I'm done. <laughs> so, how did you end up uh, into uh, law enforcement? Um, well, um, I went to college first. Went to Liberty University, and then I. I, was, I didn't know really what I wanted to do, so I, I'd always thought about joining the Marine Corps, so I, I joined the Marine Corps and ended up stationed in Washington State. I was there for about two years, then I uh, went to California, 29 Palms for about a year, and then moved back to, to Washington State and became a police officer. Were you, in, were you an MP in the military, or what was your, your duties in the military? Um, I actually, I was infantry, so okay. I was infantry, and in I did security forces for two years and infantry for two years. Well, thank you for your service, number one. We appreciate that. And also thank you for what you do uh, on the front lines as a police officer as well. Uh, what, what has it been like being a police officer? I know it's tough this time, you know, uh, uh, right now out there in the country. 
Um, it's, it's actually changed a lot in the last five years. Um, I do live in a pretty good place, especially for Washington state. We have a lot of military where I'm at, so, um, it's not too bad, but, um, they're making a lot of laws changing some good, some bad. Um, but it's definitely changed. And like I said, I I have six years and I'm, I'm ready for that. I've done it enough and I'm ready to, to move on. What about your family? I know you have a couple of kids and a wife. Tell us about your family. Yeah, I have two daughters. Um, one actually moved to Memphis, Tennessee. She's, um, she played soccer one year in college, and then she actually just talked to a coach down in Tennessee and is going to try to play again. My oldest daughter is 22, and she lives in Olympia, Washington. And uh, then I have a wife. It's not um, – I, I was divorced from the, my girl's mother. So my second wife, she's um, – we've been married 11 years, and she lives – you know, uh, she lives uh, – we work out there and live out there. So you're back in Ripley. Uh, for a few days visiting family. Uh, you're trying to talk me into playing one-on-one. I'm not doing that, Paul. I'm, I'm too old for that. <laughs> Plus, I'm not going to let you whip me in basketball. But uh, talk about what it's like being like, man, being home. Uh, I know where your parents live there, uh, you can throw a stone to Ripley High School. So you're seeing that. Tell me about some of the emotions and some of the memories that come back to you uh, while you sit over there on Walter Street and you can see Ripley. It's it's weird coming home, but it, it's great. I mean, you know, you see people from high school, and it's like you pick right back up where you left off. And it's this has always been home to me. Um, I always enjoyed coming back. I usually used to come back during the Fourth of July just uh, so I could see more people. Um, this year, I wasn't able to come on the Fourth of July, so I, this was the time I was able to come. Um, it's the way of living here is definitely different. I, I played in the golf tournament there. Um, this past weekend, um, the one for Ripley uh, basketball. And um, before the, the event started, they led in prayer. And that's just, it was really strange to me that a, a public high school golf tournament is being led in prayer. That is definitely not something that you see out where I live. Uh, so it's good it, um, to, to see that. And it's more, it's, it's home. And it's, it's always been home. And like I said, in six years, I hope to move back this way. You and I met, and we were just talking about it, uh, I believe, probably at Russell McHugh's house uh, because you spent a lot of time at Russell's down on Viking uh, Lane. Uh, and uh, we played a lot of basketball together, you and I did. Talk a little bit about your basketball career. Um, so I started off at Heritage Christian Academy. Um, I went there um, till ninth grade. I came to Ripley in 10th grade. Um, I would already knew all the guys from playing basketball. I'd, I'd, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the gym playing basketball. That was my first love. And, you know, I, I played a lot of basketball. So I came to Ripley my sophomore year. I was on JV. My junior year, I was a, a swing player, played JV and varsity. Um, that year we had a pretty good team, a lot of seniors with Kevin Harris, Travis Goldsmith, um, all those guys. So that was, you know, I didn't get to play a lot of varsity my senior year. I, you know, I was a swing player. I played mainly JV. We had a good JV team. I think we were like 13 and seven or something yeah. in JV with Keith McClung. I don't know if you yeah. remember Keith oh, McClung, yeah. but yeah. Um, he didn't play a senior year. And then my senior year, um, you know, we kind of struggled. Um, we were in a tough conference. Um, we were the smallest triple A school in the state. We were playing Huntington High, Huntington East, Point, or, um, Parksburg teams. It, it was a tough conference to play in. So we, you know, we won the games I think we were supposed to win. Uh, Ravenswood did beat us both times, but they had a really good team that year too with Ryan Varney and those guys. I think the next year they made it the right up you know state championship and the team that won states beat them so you know they they had some really good teams back then as well um so you know we beat spencer or whoever it was and uh herbert hoover <laughs> that's about all we, we struggled we didn't we didn't have we weren't that that great a team we played with you know it was kenny Skeens, cart goodwin matt morton 
Um, that was, you know, the three guys that's probably scored most of points. Um, then I, Craig Griffith played, but he was a junior, Mike Lawrence. So it was a, it was a, it was a fun team. It was, I mean, I have great memories from it, but we didn't win a lot. Yeah. Ripley High is uh, celebrating 30 years of soccer, uh, this year. And you're a big part of that, Paul. Tell us how that unfolded. So I'd played soccer my whole life. Um, I, like I said, I started off at Heritage Christian and they, Heritage was, playing soccer way before Ripley played soccer. And uh, Heritage had some really good teams. My brother was on a team that won a state championship. Um, I remember, I think it was, I was young. They We played George Washington in a scrimmage. And George Washington, I don't think they'd been beaten 10 years, 15 years. They hadn't even had goals scored on them. So I remember they came and played us in a scrimmage at Heritage. And I was, you know, I was a ball boy and I was JV player and, they they only beat us three to one, and I believe we had a lead one nothing. I remember after the game, those guys said, "Hey, that's the best game that we've played in years." Like they were shocked at how good Heritage was in soccer. So, so then when I came to Ripley, um, I, Trevor Waybright and I literally went around and had a um, had people sign a petition to get soccer at high school at Ripley High School, and it was not. Um, it was fault. Um, the football coaches did not want soccer to come to Ripley. And we got a petition, and my senior year, we got a soccer team. And they wouldn't let us play at the high school. They made us play at the middle school on that field, which if, yeah. if you've played any soccer, you know that that's not a very good field. Uh, it was hard to put a pass together and you know, because the field had bumps and holes in it and um, no lights. So every game um, – which kind of brings me to another funny story. We actually had a pretty good team for not – having soccer, but we were, we had a really good freshman group. Um, a bunch of guys that actually had, I think won a state championship in club soccer. They were the Greyhounds had Josh Darrell, uh, Stephen Perry, uh, Brian, jo- a really good group of freshmen. And then we had a good group of seniors with myself, Trevor, Mitch Stover. And then we had two really good foreign exchange students and a few other guys. Um, I'm probably missing some, we had very few or if any, sophomore and juniors if so if our classes could have been closer together I think we could add a really good team but um only one team beat us twice and that was Point Pleasant who was a really good team um but Huntington High was I believe they were ranked third in the state and um we played them and they were up four and back then it was weird we played quarters um I don't think we do that I mean I've I've never heard of it before, but in, in that year we played quarters, and it was a fourth quarter, and we were down 4 nothing. And I remember it was Coach Bob Miller. He said, we're not going to come back in this game unless God opens up the heavens. And it was starting to get dark, and we scored four goals to tie that game up. And we actually scored a the, – the ref called a direct kick. We scored it, and he, he took the goal away. He said it was indirect, which he'd, he'd only he'd, – he'd signaled direct kick, and we scored on it. And – it, it was like I said, it was getting dark, so that probably helped a little bit. But we came back and tied Huntington East or Huntington High, who was number three or four in the state at the time. So that was our best yeah. game, probably. But um, another game was a, a good game was Hurricane. They were really good. And um, we were down one nothing, and Mitch Stover got a red card. So we were playing down a man, and we scored a goal to tie them. And that was another really good game that sticks out in my mind. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I know Ripley soccer's come a long way. Now they have a girls team who's done really well, putting girls in colleges, playing around. So it's really good to see because soccer was not really a thing when I was you know, starting out here. So you and I reconnected with sports, full circle here, through golf. Uh, there's a, an app where we post scores live, and 
you and I kind of reconnected on that. Uh, pretty neat how sports brings us all back together. Yeah, um, I, you know, you're definitely a better golfer than I am. Um, I, I, I just started playing again a lot this year. My daughters are 20 and 22, so I have time again. Right. And because um, golf definitely takes time, yep. but um, so I'm, I'm playing a lot. You know, um, that the Grant app we use it, and I see see Brian's, uh, you know, shooting par golf and uh, tearing it up out there. And I, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm hoping to get there. I'm not there very often, Paul. Let's not tell stories, but every once in a while I can have a good round. But, man, it's great catching up with you. Thank you for your service in our military. Thank you for what you do out on the left coast as a police officer. Uh, And thank you for what you did at Ripley High School. It's really cool to see uh, how soccer has turned into what it has, as you mentioned, with all the kids that we have going on to further their career in college and things. And you were a big part of that. Thank you for doing that. I I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to see soccer doing well in West Virginia and Ripley. Former Viking football defensive back Jay Pearson is the new head coach of Lady Vikings soccer. The team defeated Marietta in its first preseason scrimmage, and it hits the road this coming Saturday for scrimmage number two. Talking with uh, Jay Pearson, head coach of Lady Vikings soccer, and coach, a successful debut in the scrimmage game here against the uh, Marietta Tigers. Uh, After taking a look at the team, what are your uh, thoughts about the squad? Oh, they were looking pretty good. Uh, We got a lot of returning talent. Probably got uh, five returning players for from the sophomore class, so they got a pretty good group. And we got uh, five seniors out. We got three freshmen coming in, so we got a lot of young talent out there. Uh, they they struggled a little bit at the start early because you know that was our first live competition against other bodies, but uh, they they came on strong. And a two to one uh, victory in the scrimmage game, and you have one more scrimmage game. Tell us about that. Yeah, we got one more scrimmage game. That's on Saturday, the fourteenth. We play uh, Grafton. What about, Grafton. Your, what about your schedule this year, Coach? Have, have you lined up a pretty tough schedule? Or? Yeah, I mean we've probably got one of the hardest schedules in the state because we play a lot of the MSAC teams. You know, we play South and University, uh, Cabell Midland, Huntington. I mean, we play all the big schools, so it, it should be good, though. Uh, Coach Pearson, uh, you had a football background, but you've had a number of your own children uh, go through the, either the, the Viking or the Lady Viking uh, soccer program here. So are, are you converted over to soccer now? I'm completely converted over to <laughs> soccer. Probably if they would have had soccer when I was in school, I, w- I would have played. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. Like it's, it's a fun game. What kind of goals have you set for this year's team? Well, I've, I've set first to try to be in every game, uh, not get injured, obviously. Try to make every game and uh, just be competitive. Good luck, Coach. I appreciate it. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. It has been a summer of accomplishments for Preston Whitney. The Ripley grad was a cross-country standout for the Vikings and then for Marshall University. So far this summer, he became the two-time winner of the Firecracker Two-Miler race, and he opened a new business in downtown Ripley. 
Okay, he runs races, and now he runs numbers. I'm talking with Preston Whitney, and uh, he was a uh, cross-country and track uh, standout, both at Ripley and at Marshall. Preston, thanks for being with us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Uh, tell us about uh, your career as a runner, both in uh, high school and how that led to your uh, tenure down at Marshall. Yeah, so um, really I got, I got my start into running um, because of what's called the Hershey Track and Field Program. Um, which I would I would run in races um, a couple times a year um, in elementary school, and that kind of gave me my start into running. That's where where I realized that I was uh, pretty decent at it, and uh, and I enjoyed it. So, um, you know, I started running um, in middle school. I actually played football in middle school, so I didn't run cross country. I did run track, um, but you know, whenever I got into high school, I was like five feet five inches tall and maybe a hundred pounds so um, I figured football probably wasn't the route for me so I started running cross-country then um, and uh, and I stuck with it throughout high school and then uh, ended up going to, to Marshall University and and ran cross-country there so uh, so that's kind of how that all came about so. and I guess uh, when you're a runner in college it's sort of considered a package deal they don't let just let you uh, uh, participate in one sport Right, right. Yeah, when when I was uh whenever I ran at Marshall, um we didn't actually have a, a track team because the track team was was cut out uh due to Title 9, but um the cross country team did uh we basically were the track team. So we went we went to track meets with the girls team throughout the year. Um we always went down to Florida um and ran in a few meets at Florida State, uh Miami, Central Florida. Um, so, so yeah, it wasn't just a, we didn't, I didn't just run cross country at Marshall. I was also a member of the track team that wasn't really a track team, but it was our track <laughs> team. So, so you graduate from Ripley in 2010 and, uh, is there, is there a race either in your high school career or in your collegiate career? Was there an experience that, uh, particularly stands out for you? So, so looking back on, on my career, um, in high school, um, you know, I, I can remember my, my senior year. Um, there was a race where um, it was at Cabell Midland, um, which that was like my favorite favorite cross country course. That's where they still hold the state meet. Um, but it was kind of a, a meet early in the season, um, and I didn't win, but I did get second place. And I was I was kind of right on the heels of a guy named Jacob Bertram, which um, people in the running community would would definitely recognize that that name. He he uh, he set like basically every state record there was for for distance and track and cross country. Um, and, and like I said, I was I was uh, right on his heels in that race, and that's that's kind of whenever I realized that that um, I was in pretty good shape at that time, and, and I was running pretty fast. So that's that's whenever I look back on my my cross country career, um, that's that's kind of what comes to mind. So so your your academic career is over, but your running career is continuing. As a matter of fact, you have a, a rather unusual feat in that uh, you are a two time winner of the Firecracker Two Miler. Which is not all that unusual, but what makes that unusual is that you had those two victories about a decade apart. So I guess that had to be pretty satisfying that knowing uh, 10 years later you could still come back and win it. Yeah, so um, so really, you know, whenever I ran that race uh, 10 years ago, I was in some of the, the best shape of my life. Um, and I kind of expected to win or, or come close to winning at that time. Um, this year was kind of a different story. Um, I basically had taken the past seven years off of uh, from running. Um, hadn't really ran at all in the past seven years and uh, decided to train around 
uh, March or April, and uh, I guess uh, I got in in pretty decent shape and in pretty quick time, and, and it worked out where I was able to win the race. So, uh. so Preston, bring us up to date on where you are now. I know you have a, a family on the way and a business here in the community. So just to bring us up to date on, on your life and times. Absolutely. So, so yeah, my wife and I are, are expecting our first uh, child um, on November the 28th. So we're really, really excited about that, that uh, we're going to have a son at that time and uh, really looking forward to that. Um, I, uh, as far as uh, career, I own an investment management firm in Ripley. Um, it's called Black Bear Capital. Um, we help uh, individuals um, with retirement planning, and we also work with uh, different organizations in the area on uh, 401ks. So, so I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. I, I'm passionate about it. I love coming to work every day, and, uh, and that's where I'm at now. So, Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Rube. Appreciate it. Okay, West Virginia Prep Insider came out with their preseason rankings this week, and they didn't have a whole lot of respect for our beloved Vikings uh, or their opponents. Then we have six AAA opponents on the Viking schedule. There are 32 AAA teams in West Virginia. Of those 32, they had Oak Hill at number 22. They had St. Albans at number 23. They had Greenbrier East at number 24. They had Ripley at number 25, Lincoln County at number 30, uh, Brooke at number 31, and uh, Buchanan Upshur at number 32. So the only teams not included in that would be the AA teams, which would be Point Pleasant, uh, Roan County, Marietta, and Shady Springs. So, Brian, what are your thoughts? Uh, not a whole lot of respect out there for uh, uh, from West Virginia Prep Insider for uh, the Viking program. You could look at it two ways. Uh, you know, uh, if you're a Viking uh, fan and, and you're looking for a good season, you say, well, okay, maybe that gives us an opportunity to, to win a lot of football games this year. Uh, and at the same time, you say, well, we, we're a, a playoff team from last year, returning a good deal of, of skill players uh, on that Viking roster. So it is a little bit of a uh, – you know, maybe a, a, a low blow to the Vikings to see that, but also good uh, bulletin board material for them uh, here in the preseason. But again, it's talking season, Rube. Nobody really knows how good these teams are going to be until they tee it up here in a couple of weeks. And speaking of talking, let's talk a little bit about a, a junior who had a, a really solid season last year as a sophomore in that Viking backfield. And uh, he and the Vikings will get their first look at outside competition. They have a scrimmage game. It had been scheduled for Friday evening, and due to the weather, it has been changed to uh, Saturday morning at 9 uh, down at Nitra. So, uh, yeah, I uh, talked with uh, Joey Ramsey. Yeah, great kid, uh, smart kid. You can really see him uh, blossoming into uh, a, a budding superstar at Ripley High School as a sophomore. Uh, he had over 1,200 yards total in, in returns from kickoff returns, interception returns, 15 touchdowns, um, almost 800 yards uh, rushing. So, you know, Rube, he stays healthy. He's uh, He's got a big career ahead of him. How was your summer, man? Uh, it was kind of a quick, condensed summer, but uh, how, how uh, did you get relaxed, rested up, and ready to go for this season? Yeah, I took a good vacation. It was a quick turnaround, but I'm just ready for football season to be starting. 
Man, I, I know you're excited, and I know you worked hard in the summer just by looking at you. You've put on a little bit of size, a little bit bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I know that's something you worked really hard uh, doing here in the off season. Yeah, I mean, I really got after this off season. I was really trying to separate myself and work on the upcoming season. You know, when you had a, a sophomore year like you did, you were over a thousand all-purpose yards, 757 yards uh, rushing over 150 receiving. You had 15 touchdowns, uh, one uh, in the return game. You had a kickoff return. You had an interception return for a touchdown. Obviously scored a lot of touchdowns on the offensive side as well. Uh, you set the bar pretty high, buddy. Uh, you had a very good sophomore year. Uh, and I know you feel that coming into your junior year. I think that's what pushed you to work so hard. Yeah, I mean, what happened last year ain't going to help me this year, but I, f- I definitely feel the pressure. But I really – I mean, I really – embraced it this summer and hoping to do better. You kind of take a um, little bit of a, uh, a leadership role in this team as a junior now and a guy who accomplished what you accomplished last year. Uh, some of those younger guys and even some of the guys your age that don't have the experience you have looking up to you and uh, looking at you and seeing how you react and how you work and, and when adversity strikes – uh, how Joey responds to it. Uh, is that something that, that uh, you look forward to, to being a team leader? Yeah, I mean, Coach, he, he calls me a quiet leader because I, really, I don't really talk a lot. But, yeah, they definitely – I can see when they look up to me and I try to show them in the right direction. Last year didn't finish quite the way we wanted to, mainly because you didn't get to play your final game because of, of the COVID protocols and all that. Uh, we didn't uh, get to play and participate in that uh, – state tournament the first round against the team that eventually went on to be the state champion. Uh, what did that do for you, uh, the fire in your belly, so to speak, uh, to get you excited for this year uh, to possibly get back into the playoffs again and maybe make a deep run? I mean, yeah, it was kind of tough to end the season the way it did, not really getting to play our so-called final game in the playoffs. But um, hopefully we can get back there this year and uh, make a little run, make some noise. Now, you and Brady are going to be uh, in that backfield. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll put you guys up against about anybody in the state of West Virginia uh, as far as a one-two punch in that backfield. How exciting is it to have him back there, uh, another playmaker, much like you had last year with Caden Hall, who was also a, a big-time playmaker. Uh, but uh, Brady's a little bit different animal. He's a bigger, uh, maybe more physical kid. Yeah, I mean, he's like 6'3", 230-something, whatever that- I mean, he can move. I really think he can move really good for his size, and I think he'll really help us. A play-action game ought to be a big deal for you guys, man. Once you get those linebackers uh, getting up into the box and walking up in there when you guys are taking four and five handoffs at a time, both you and Brady can catch the ball well. You have Cummings at tight end also. Uh, You have Isaiah Casto out on the perimeter uh, who, who can catch the football. Uh, but you and Brady out of the backfield uh, can both do that. Uh, that should bring another dimension to your offense as well. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of weapons this year. Last year, teams like to stack the box, and this year I hope we can um, air it out a little bit and get them to back out of the box so we can you've got the- You've got a, uh, a scrimmage game this week down at Nitro. How excited are you to hit someone not wearing blue and white? I can't I can't wait, honestly. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I know the summer wasn't wasn't that long, but I've been looking forward to it ever since last season ended. What has you most excited about this team, Joey? I know you've uh you're only a week and a half into it with them, uh, but you guys have been working off all all off season, been working out what you didn't get to do last year because of all the COVID stuff. You didn't get all the off season work. 
Uh, when you look at this team right now, what has you most excited? Most thing I think is um like I've been a part of a lot of teams, but this team this year, I mean, we're really close as a team. Like we really like we're all in together, like there for everybody. What's uh what's changed? What do Viking fans uh what are they gonna see different out of you this year, uh, aside from just your appearance, bigger, faster, stronger? What do you what do you expect to see uh, the fans are gonna see different out of you this year? I think that I'm really working on being a more physical runner. Sarah's talked to me about finishing runs, stuff like that. Really really gonna try to work on that this year. Goals for you. Uh aside from winning state championship and, and being a team player, what what are some of your goals? Uh, I mean I just I just hope to help the team, honestly. I really don't I don't really set goal. I just kinda go out there, play my hardest and whatever happens just kinda happens. After the year you had last year, you're you're gonna set yourself up to be uh, a guy that's gonna be in the conversation if you stay healthy. Uh, to be the school's all-time leading rusher. Uh, is that something that is on the board for you, something you don't really concern yourself with? And if it happens, it happens. But uh, you're certainly going to be in that conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've really felt the pressure. But, I, I mean, I really like to have the eyes on me like that and show people what I can do. What do you expect? Uh, if if I were to ask you right now, 8-2, uh, 7-3, uh, 9-1, 10-0, uh, what do you expect out of this team this year? I mean, I think every every game on our schedule is winnable, honestly. I mean, I know that we got out of the MSAC, and I, I kind of wish we were still there, but um, I think we can win every game we play, honestly, this year. Joe, we'll be there rooting for you, pulling for you, uh, and just excited to see what you accomplish this year. Thanks for taking the time. Best of luck uh, through the preseason, and stay healthy. We look forward to seeing you on the field up at Brook. All right, thanks for having me on here, Brian. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.